The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its leaders, members, and contributors. Every week, your host, CEO of Two Small Men with Big Hearts, Stu Starkey, shines the light on a community to raise awareness of their leaders, members, and contributors. So together, we can create positive impact, inspire change, and help those in need of assistance at a grassroots level. Welcome to the community of Big Hearts. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the community of Big Hearts. It uh, feels good to be back in the chair again. Um, this week, we're here with uh, Tom Ethans from Take Pride Winnipeg. I'm excited to learn a little bit more about uh, your organization and the impact that you're having. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. It, how you doing? Great. Yeah, good. Um, I would love to learn uh, a little bit about Take Pride Winnipeg from you. I know you've been with them for 23 years, so I'm sure you got lots to tell us. The organization actually started in 1991, so we're coming up to our 30th year. And it started as an initiative from the city of Winnipeg and BFI, which is now Waste Connections, uh, to get people to go out in the springtime to pick up litter. Hmm. And, and uh, the funding was just from the city and BFI at that time. And over the years, it has uh, gone substantially different, uh, less money coming from the city and more money coming from, from other sources. And we have taken the organization and expanded it dramatically since 1991. Uh, 1995, we started to see a few murals being done in Winnipeg mm -hmm. and also got to see some uh, graffiti removal being mm -hmm. done in Winnipeg. I took over the organization in 97 and saw the value in the programs that were already being run, but understood that we needed to expand dramatically what we were doing in the community, uh, especially in terms of education and going in, into schools and talking to to young people about how they can go out and make a difference in their community and bring that up to the parents. So we have gone from three programs to uh, 12 to 13 programs now that we run. And uh, we've had a few that have come and gone over the years, but, uh, mm -hmm. but it's just been an incredible um, 23 years that I've been with the organization to try and make a difference, not only in Winnipeg, but in Manitoba. There's a lot there. Uh, first of all, love the name, Take Pride in Winnipeg. And I want to tell, I think everybody from Winnipeg and the Prairie Provinces understand why the springtime needs cleanup. But those that don't get as much snow as we do, um, in, in cities like ours, um, you get this uh, accumulation of snow. And in there, you get some garbage that get left behind and hidden in the snow. And, and through the melt in the spring, it, it starts looking um, like a bit of a garbage dump uh, as the snow melts quick. Uh, and so it is really needed, and I'm glad there's organizations out there like yours uh, to help with that issue. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, when the snow is gone, we do a litter index where we drive the streets of the city and we do about 500 kilometers of streets, and you rate the street based on one being no litter, four being tons of litter. <laughs> and there are a lot of fours in Winnipeg in the springtime when the snow melts. <laughs> and so what we do then is by doing that, we then can determine where groups can go out to pick up litter and make a difference. And it's incredible how many people want to go out and help. 
we normally have, other than this year because of COVID, we normally have 18 to 20,000 people a year go out to pick up litter on Winnipeg streets. Are you serious? Yes, sir. School groups, community groups, businesses, individuals, they go out and say, let's go out even for an hour and pick up some litter. She's got goosebumps. That's amazing. That's amazing how many people take pride in our city. They do, and they do care, and especially with, with the community groups and the schools, for example. Uh, it's great to see Transcona a couple of years ago was, was rated one of the poorer areas in terms of litter in the spring. The councillor went out and organized a spring cleanup with all the schools and had about 1,500 to 2,000 students going out and businesses going out. The next year, Transcona was the cleanest area in the spring. So it doesn't take much to make a difference and to make a, a, a statement about how you want your community to look. Love that. Uh, and do you find that once it's clean, it, it stays cleaner? Like intuitively, I, I think that if, if you see a clean place, you tend to take more pride in it or give it more respect. Is that something you guys have found or measured? It, it can. Yes, it can. Uh, it depends on the areas. Um, we have found over the last few years that there are certain areas that are consistently really bad in the spring. Uh, Empress uh, around uh, Ellis to Sargent is in the springtime always bad. Uh, and and uh, Caniston around McGilvery uh, is, can be very bad in the springtime. Uh, it's accumulation of litter over the winter uh, and it's too bad that it gets there. But the, the biggest problem is if they see litter, then people tend to add to the litter. Yeah. And so we have found when we go, for an example, on Empress, it's not just bags and stuff coming from the stores. It's people that have thrown stuff as they're walking because they see litter there. Right. And it's people that are tossing stuff out their car windows. And if litter is somewhere, it can accumulate because people see, hey, there's already litter there, I can toss this out. It's not going to make that much difference. It's no, just one more piece. But it does. And mm. drives drives me crazy. No doubt. Um, Fighting this for 23 years, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. We we just did a we just did a cigarette uh butt blitz where we asked uh my summer students and and volunteers to go out and take an hour and pick up cigarette butts and count them. Uh and over the span of I guess it worked out to about uh, 15 hours of of actual volunteer work. Uh, the students and the volunteers picked up 39,306 cigarette butts. In what time period? Well, about five, 15 hours. <laughs> In one hour, on Graham between the Bay and Fort, four, four students who worked for me this summer picked up 5,117 cigarette butts. In one hour. I, I thought Big Tobacco was dying. <laughs> I wish it was. Uh, we, one of the things we do is we have pocket ashtrays that we give to people mm, for free, right? Uh, so they can put their cigarette butts in there rather than throwing them on the ground. Neat. Cigarette butts do not biodegrade; they end up going into rivers and lakes and hurt, harming our wildlife. Birds have picked up cigarette butts and used them for nesting, and have mm. even tried feeding them to their babies oh, and dying. So cigarette butts are horrendous so that and people don't realize it's just a small thing let's just toss it big deal it isn't 
And, and so we need people to be more aware of understanding that everything they do makes, makes a difference. Right. And, and I, I just said this this morning to, to somebody I was talking to when I go to schools and I talk to the kids about littering and about recycling and reducing, etc. Um, and I was in a school with a gym of a thousand kids and how bad littering is. And a five-year-old student stood up and she said, you know, for every action, there is a consequence. Hmm. So I said, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Give her the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so if the kids get it uh, and can teach the parents and if people can understand how everything they do has a consequence, then, then it makes our city look better. And, and right now we look pretty good. You know, right now it's 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 hard to go out and find an accumulation of litter, <laughs> except in a few places. And so I love that, but it shouldn't be there in the first place. We're, I think um, you know we we get a lot of like negative news cycles about you know how you know bad things are. But when I look to the schools and and hear what uh, my daughter's in going into grade three started today. Um, she comes back and tells me all the things that are important to her, you know, uh, the planet, mm -hmm. uh, the water supply, keeping everything clean. Um, it, it's, I think we're in actually really good hands if the generation can keep that momentum. Yes, we are. And, and they are learning great things at schools now that we were not taught when we were young mm -hmm. and they're understanding how they need to take care of the environment and, and, and how they need to go out and volunteer. And when I go to schools and talk to students and, and tell them the value of volunteering and how important it is to, on your resume even, to say that, hey, I've volunteered, I've done some volunteer work. Uh, it's, it's employers, I think, are looking for that from a, from a, a young person who wants to be uh, more than just, uh, I want a job. And they want to be able to say they've given back to a community, uh, no matter where they're where they're going to volunteer. And I think it's so important uh, that that uh, every student gets out there and starts volunteering at a younger age. Amen. Uh, before I dig a little bit more into your programs that you guys are doing, I have to ask: What's the most interesting thing you guys have found clean up the streets? Um, the this summer. We found a passport, driver's license, and uh, different different names, mm. uh, and that just shocks me that that you're you know finding finding a dollar on the street or a, a tuning on the street is great, but uh, I think the most anybody's ever found on the street was a twenty, mm. uh, but finding a passport and and a driver's license, um, it's you know. It's shocking to see. Mm. And then on the bad side, finding needles uh, and the number of needles we found this summer um, is scary. And, and, and people have to be more responsible. And even this year, because of COVID, the number of plastic gloves and masks we found in the beginning of COVID, sad to see people were just taking those gloves off after they leave a Safeway right. Right. and tossing them on the ground or taking their masks and tossing them on the ground. I don't understand that. 
Yeah, the, the needles piece. We we spoke to um, a gal from Bear Clan, who coordinates the the walks in West Broadway, and and she said that they find on average per night about four hundred needles pick up and dispose of. Yep. Um, that's that's their main uh, program that they're doing right now, and so uh, yeah, it's it's tough on the streets. It sounds like, and um, hopefully uh, you continue to make a difference. So, we want to do. Tell us a little bit about more of the, the, the programs that you guys are doing. You guys have 12-ish programs? Yeah, we have our, our uh, spring and fall cleanup, team up to clean up, it's called. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, again, now uh, we'll be getting people to go out, but before the snow comes, to get out there and pick up as much litter as we can so that we don't have as much in the spring. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work that way. Mm-hmm. And seems that litter seems to... Uh, um, get larger and larger under the snow. I don't know how it does it, but it's uh, osmosis or whatever. Um, so those are big programs. We do murals every year. Uh, we're the mural capital of Canada with over 600 murals in Winnipeg and, and take pride as uh, probably the biggest supporter of murals. Uh, we've, we've probably um, had over... 250 murals of the 600 murals that we have, we have got uh, funding for and we've done uh, four or five this year uh, the, the big one on Broadway and Smith with uh, with the union building we helped to uh, initiate that one uh, but most of the funding came from outside um, and the murals really make a difference they really mm. beautify our city they really tell a story and it's great to see there are mural tours now, and it's great to see people get to get to see the vibrancy of the city through the murals. Uh, we also do graffiti removal, which uh, is something we've been doing since '95, and uh, so that's a great program. Then our education programs, we've got several of those. We do reading in schools for kindergarten to grade four students called Take Pride in Reading. We read environmental stories to the kids and talk to them about um, the three R's, reduce, reuse, recycle. And then we have a pause program, which is uh, pride in action with schools so that uh, middle school students can come up with something to do environmentally in their school and they can get a a $500 grant for their school. Um, So that's a good program. We have a bag at Manitoba, which we are not doing this year. Um, I wrote a kid's book called Timmy the Tumble Bag about a plastic bag that escapes from the garbage gets turned into a Frisbee. So then we asked schools to start bringing in plastic bags and counting them. And we recycle them and turn them into Frisbees and eventually into also birdhouses and benches for the schools. Uh, last year we had 156 schools. In one month of October they collected 1.2 million plastic bags that all got recycled. Wow. So great program and and we we do that with uh, multi-material stewardship manitoba and it's a, a great partnership but obviously because of covid this year we won't be doing that program uh so that's a that's a that's a good program um we uh, we also have done in the past uh brush up winnipeg where we get companies to get their employees 20 25 employees to go out and paint a house for a senior and do the outside of a house it's made a huge difference and we have painted over 110 houses in Winnipeg and outside Winnipeg as well uh, and it's just a wonderful program the seniors are in tears when they see 
the the finished product of their painted house and it doesn't take much to uh, coat of paint make a difference so it's a great program uh, we've also uh, done over the years Winnipeg and Bloom and Winnipeg and Lights which we're a front yard garden contest and a front yard holiday lights contest uh, that went went for many many years uh, we kind of put that on the side for now but I'm I'm maybe going to bring back one of those programs down the road and um, then we've done um, also snow angels where we've had students go out and shovel walks for seniors hmm. um, that's a little harder program because because winter is so long here it's hard to get the students to say I'm going to go to that house every time it snows right, so right, it's yeah. difficult so a couple of the other programs take pride uh, take action where we go to schools kindergarten to university and uh, do about a 45 minute presentation to students about um, the four R's reduce reuse recycle and respect and talk to them about volunteering about um, trying to do things to make a difference in the community and that's a great program we go to schools all over the province to do that program um, we also have a plucking club that we started a couple of years ago for uh, picking up litter while walking and uh, that was an initiation because um, a couple of years ago I had a heart attack and was going to the refit center and said hey we need to be doing something for people who've had heart attacks mm -hmm. we can't jog there's plogging as well picking up litter while jogging but uh, so we were picking up litter while walking so plogging and um, had lots of uh, volunteers come out to plock with me which is great fun so a little bit of everything that we do so uh yeah i got a, a ton of questions now so you uh, these programs that you guys are doing are you is this your brainchild each program it sounds like you see a problem you're like let's solve that we have a i have a great team um i, I come up with some of these ideas and and a lot of them work and uh but but i i don't do it just me i, sure. I might have the idea and then i have to bring it to to uh to the other staff that we've had over the years and and um we do a pretty good job of putting it all together perfect segue so how many staff do you have over the years i started with myself and one staff person and then um we grew to four staff um and that was great and then because of covid and everything else i'm back down to two staff um working out of our homes now instead of an office downtown which actually look is better because we were saving some money um and then i also hire three to four students every spring for graffiti removal and up to another 16 or 18 students that i hire for uh, July and August high school students go out and do things like picking up litter and, and uh, rejuvenating pl playground buildings etc this year because of COVID I only had four students uh, doing the summer uh, green wave we call it and unfortunately uh, we couldn't hire get more than that uh, because of the rules but uh, these four students that I had this summer were incredible uh, going out every day to a different part of the city to clean it up and it was really made a difference so uh, it's a great way for young people to get a first job and uh, so I, I love that program uh, but yeah it's down to two staff and uh, we just 
we just go. So I usually wait till the end to, to make this plea uh, to the listeners or, or ask from you how we can help and then, then uh, move that on to our listeners to see if we can get some more support. But this is incredible. The, the impact that you're having each season, but probably even more importantly, the long-term effects you're having through education, all with three staff, three permanent staff. How are you funded? We are funded uh, partly by the city of Winnipeg, mm-hmm. uh, mostly by the city of Winnipeg. We get some funding from the province uh, for our summer students uh, and some initiatives, initiatives that we've done because we've expanded outside Winnipeg dramatically. Um, and then we get funding from some uh, great companies over the years, uh, some some other groups like Multimaterial Stewardship Manitoba and, and uh, Recycle Everywhere um, and, and uh, Great Canada Life now, they used to be called Great West Life. Mm-hmm. Um, many foundations, the Winnipeg Foundation is, and Richardson Foundation have been fabulous to us over the years. And uh, we always are needing more help. Obviously, we're a nonprofit and always looking for funding and looking for ways to cut costs where we can as well so we can do what we can do for as little as we need to do it. Uh, it's, it's great what we can get. And so many companies know us and help us out in terms of within kind stuff. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our, one of our programs, Brush Up Winnipeg and also our murals, uh, Dulux paints, uh, donates the paints for that. Mm. And it's fantastic that, that we can do these programs with in-kind product like that. So we need that kind of help. We need businesses to to uh, get more involved in in uh, doing little things uh, when when we talked about cigarettes earlier we now have um, small uh, ash receptacles that we will sell to businesses for almost cost price and uh, and that we have larger containers that we can put on the streets that biz owns buy for um, 650 700 bucks but we need those out there so that people will stop throwing their butts on the ground. And so, you know, we're always looking for funding and we're always looking for, for ways to, to uh, in-kind or, or monetary funding to uh, continue to expand our businesses and uh, our programs. And it's just nonstop, though. We are going to be able to help. Something that we're really passionate about is giving services in-kind businesses that have a certain skill set and infrastructure they're uh, uniquely um, set up to deliver those resources and so our uh, community big hearts is here to build a network of businesses that want to give back in their community with their skill sets and we're actually setting up a volunteer app that businesses will sign up for and it'll help remove the friction for their staff to volunteer in the community and we're also going to ask the businesses to volunteer their services to organizations like yours. Great. And super pumped to have some impact with an organization like yours to take pride in our cities. Thank you. Yes, we, mm-hmm. we, need, we need everybody to work together to show the world how incredible a city and a province we have. Uh, we've got so much going for us here uh, and and uh, we're very lucky that we have so many people that care about the city. 
Uh, I'm fortunate that I, I uh, we are we are one of two Canadian affiliates of Keep America Beautiful, and uh, when we go down to the conferences uh, and tell them about the stuff we're doing here, they are blown away and and uh, they think that uh, we are doing great things here in Winnipeg, uh, and that we really are um, making a big difference here. And uh, it's it's wonderful to see. Is there anything else you want the listeners to know before we let you go? I just think the the, the biggest thing is that uh, understand that um, we need to get more and more people involved in 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 really working together to uh, to show people in this city that we all care, that we all want to make a difference. We all know that there's stuff out there. It takes no time at all to walk down your street and pick up the litter that's on your block as you're going down. And there are so many individuals that I know that are out there every day. Uh, there's a gentleman that goes up and down by uh, in Charleswood every day, picking up a litter every single day, mm. just for a little bit as he's walking his dog and it doesn't take much to do, and I know that when I go out, if I'm out on the street and I see litter, I'll just pick it up, and it, it's just little things. You know, from, from talking to quite a few people about um, what would volunteering in their community, uh, would that interest them? Everyone says yes, and the problem is they just don't know how to do it or what to do. And so you're giving them a great platform. There's no more excuses, everyone. Uh, take Pride in Winnipeg. We'll, we'll take volunteers. Uh, yeah. and, and the very least, go and, and pick up some, uh, some trash, garbage in your neighborhood, in your community. One of the things with COVID this year, the amount of individuals or individual families that contacted Take Pride Winnipeg in uh, May and said, we want to we wanna pick up litter uh, how do we do it? And we would go to their homes, drop off bags, drop off gloves for them. And because we provide free bags and gloves for any group or any individual business, community, school group that wants to go out and pick up litter. And it was amazing how many people contacted us to said, we want to go out and do something. Uh, we, you know, there's no schools, there's no this, there's no that. So we can be doing this while we're outside. And it was great to see that COVID didn't stop Winnipeggers from going out. Hmm. Amazing. Yeah. I'd like to end it on this question, uh, which is, what's the kindest thing anyone has ever done for you? Or your organization? Not for me, but for my organization. Um, the kindest thing that that I see is, is, uh, is when people get involved. It's, whether it's whether it's a school group, whether it's it's a business or a community group, uh, when they get excited to get involved, and and they um, they just you know make make you feel great when they're when they're smiling and happy and and the, the, some of the volunteers I've had over the years it's just incredible that this isn't a one time thing they keep coming back year after year and and just want to be part of the solution not part of the problem 
And that's what it's all about for me. And that's why I've, when I started in 97, my board said, you know, you'll probably this kind of a job you might want to do for three or four years. <laughs> it's been 23 years. And if I ever retire, I'll be surprised. <laughs> Tom, you're quite an impactful person. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Community of Big Hearts with Stu Starkey. If you know someone in your community who is a leader doing great things and driving change, a contributor who is on a passionate mission to help their community through a nonprofit or a foundation, or a community member just doing their part to make their community a better place, please send Stu an email and let him know and maybe they can be featured on a future episode of The Community of Big Hearts. You can email Stu at stu at twosmallmen.com. Again, that's stu at twosmallmen.com. Thank you again for listening.